Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled. Tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that every single episode talks with the legends, not about them. This is Best Of, a look at one of the game's greats from their Legends series interview already in the Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy who was named in the NRL team of the 80s, rated at number 52 in Rugby League Week's top 100 players. He was a Harry Sunderland medalist, a Dally M medalist, a Rothmans medalist, a two-time Kangaroo Tourists and a four-time Premiership winner in 1981, 82, 83 and 1986. He is also a dual international This is Ray Price, and if you enjoy this quick look at the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's episodes 153 and 154 in the library. Here's Mr. Perpetual Motion. Enjoy. Eight tests for the Wallabies between 74 and 76. What stands out as a memory in representing the Wallabies? Is there something that you remember more fondly than anything else? We gave it to the All Blacks too. We took it to them. Not like today. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't know what taking it to the All Blacks is. You've got to belt them. And I, that, that is not a sense of belting people with your fists. It's your shoulder. Yeah. And being a hard man, a genuine hard man. Well, you've got to be. Yeah. Don't take their crap that they're going to give you. Mm. So, yeah, we did that. But I had a bloody good side I was playing in too. Who was the standout? If you had to name one, or is it too hard to name one? Mate, Hippie was the captain. Yeah. Paul McLean was the 5'8". Mark Loam was the lock. Me and Shorey were the Mm. flankers. Mate, we had some bloody good players. You terrorised league opponents later in your career, but I believe you terrorised poor English fly half, Alan Old, so much on that tour in the UK, he refused to stand anywhere near the line out, anywhere near you. Do you remember poor Alan? Yeah, I love getting halves and five-eighths. That was my job. I was a lot, a, 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 a fly half from the scrum, and my... First tackle would be the halfback if he didn't let go of the ball, and then the five eight, and it was the same from the lineout. That was my job. Mm. Knock those two out of the game. It's funny because it's, it was a trait that you carried into rugby league: get the six, get the seven, and get them yeah. as hard as you can. 
But look at the six and seven I played with. Yep. That's what I mean. Be very there best. it is again. Mm. I was privileged to play mm. in that side. At the time rugby union was amateur, the league boys were making a few bucks. In 1976, when you made the transition from union to league, was it just a business decision? Yeah, mate. I, I always wanted to play rugby league. Yeah. I, I was playing it then anyway. I'd play union on the Saturday and I'd back up and play uh, okay. league on the Sunday. You took to rugby league so quickly and the stories are so easily. You had an immediate impact and immediate success. Why was that, do you think? Because a lot of rugby union guys and, and the vast majority struggle making the transition. But I was already playing the game. Yeah, okay. I, I'd been playing it for years. Mm. You know, so really, it's not a hard game. It's it's a game that you play with two less men. In 76, you'd make the grand final. You'd lose to Manly 13-10. One year later, a real piece of history when it was the Eels and the Dragons twice, nine all, and then seven days later, back again for a replay. Busy week. Mate, it was a busy week, but it, it, it shouldn't have been because how does a front rower pick the ball up in a scrum and go through the scrum and score a try. That's what beat us in the, uh, in the first one. And then the 22-0, well, that was just a referee. He was just – he let them beat the shit out of us. It's 2021 and you still don't like the refs, do you? Mate, <laughs> I don't think there's a ref that knows the friggin' rules. <laughs> I love it. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. And then a wait of four years to get back to the grand final, but something was building at Parramatta. The next generation had arrived, even though they were young. Sterling, Kenny, Ella, Growth. Did you know... This was a special lot of kids straight away. Well, you know, they were all going to leave to Manly, go to Manly, and I got them all in a group. And I said, um, you know, so you're thinking about going to Manly, are you? Ah. I said, well, you know, we're going to play you twice and I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Excuse that French, but I yeah. can verify that because I did a one of these interviews with Brett Kenny recently, and he told me the stories of how if a young player was going to leave, you would walk over and say, "I'll bash you, I'll yeah. find you, and I'll bash you." Yeah, but on the field, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh shit, yeah, mate, I did not want to lose those players. Those players were all champions. Mm. Brett Kenny. Peter Sterling. Peter Sterling's not the fastest halfback in the world, but he's got the quickest brain yeah. in the game. And I didn't mind doing his tackling because I love tackling anyway. Who cares? <laughs> but I to keep him fit. So, yeah, and you've also got to look at Crow. Yeah. Crow played that last season with one eye. Yeah, an amazing – he showed amazing character. But all he had to do 
was issue the orders to the people in and outside of yep. him. He had young kids around him that would do anything for mm. him. And that's why we had such a great side. Everyone loved each other. They, we still get together now. Mm. You know, and that's 34 years ago when we last played. Still good mates? Yeah. They're all still good mates. And that's the best part about it. I'd love to put this side up against the St George side that won the their ten grand finals or whatever it was, you know? The eleven straight from yeah. fifty six to sixty six. Yeah. Can you compare eras? Well I find No, it because I, I, look, I really think an era is a, a different game. Yeah. And they were different games then. You know, they only played wasn't it one yard at one stage? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unlimited tackle. We'll have yeah. a look now. Refs don't even know how to detect um, five metres from ten metres. Yep. So, yeah. And I, and I think the referees were a little bit better back in that era. Than they are now. Oh, they're crap. Parramatta ended the competition in 1947. You would win your first premiership with all the players we just mentioned in 1981. A hard fought, 20 points to 11 win over Newtown. What stands out from the game, Ray? Tommy biting me the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I got on. Look, I respect Tommy uh, extremely well. Um, I've got a lot of time for him. I, I've been friends with him ever since I've been playing. Yep. And um, yeah, he. <laughs> He just bit me. He bit me on the arm, so I belted him. I got penalised. Yeah, it happens. But, yeah, that, that stood out. If we didn't win that game, we were never going to win a grand final. Wow. That's how, well, that's how it was. That's how important the game was. That's right. So I was ready to take the referee out if he started cheating. The celebrations in Parramatta were crazy. Uh, that was the night celebrations got so out of hand that the grandstand burnt. It was burnt down at Cumberland. But they burnt Nova. all our training gear in the grand final. Was it? Yeah. The legends at Pertec are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect Ranger products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertex stores Australia-wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertec.com.au. Thanks, Pertec, for your continued support of Unfiltered. Right, you weren't the captain in the early 80s but you were the leader. Yeah, no, I think I captained in the um, – before Edgy came, I, I captained. Then they made Edgy captain, captain. And then when Edgy left, I was captain. Is there a difference in your mind between a captain and a leader? Because whilst you may not have always been captain, you were always the leader. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't – it didn't worry me, mm. but when I was captain – I could embarrass people into doing things, you know, and and it's it's a gentle way yeah. of saying, 
pull your head out of your ass yeah. and start playing. Why do you think your teammates wanted to play for you? Why did they wanted to follow you? Why were you such a good leader? Mate, because I loved to win mm. and and they they took that off me. They got that off me, you know? And that's that's the best thing you can do. If you play sport, you don't play anything to lose, surely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like winning. Who was the best leader or captain you played with, whether it was at club football or representative football, and, and what separated them from the rest? My John Hipwell was a, a very good captain, halfback, rugby yep. union. There wasn't much hip he couldn't do, and he was a tough little bastard, and he could tackle. Um, but I enjoyed Edgy as a captain, um, as I said, the, the reasons why Jack made him um, the captain. But he could read a game. He had the right personnel around him. So we all, we all did it for Edgy. Steve Edge, Ray Price, Mick Cronin, and the list goes on and on. My Bob O'Reilly, you got to put him in. Bob O'Reilly, all team first players. Oh, my ears. The bear, I'm telling you, it, this is the socket in his ankle, right? It, it should go like that. Bears is like that. How he even walked, let alone run. Wow. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I got a lot of time for bear. The best of Ray Price. We hope you enjoyed. The full interview is episodes 153 and 154 in our Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, rip in, and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon, Legends. UltimateMotorsportPrize.com.au. Tickets are just $20. All proceeds go to charity and you could be going to Indy.